And hello, movie lovers. So with me, I have Motor City Nerds back here with me again. I also have Alex, my co-host, with me. And we're going to be powering through the Batman. This is actually a spoiler review. So anybody's complaining, oh, you're spoiling it. Well, guess what? We're spoiling it. But if you haven't seen it, you can check out Alex's review on his channel. Or you can check out Motor City Nerds. Pick your poison on which one you want to do a non-spoiler review for. Then go on ahead, support the Batman movie, and then come back over to my channel and check it out. But... Also, too, another thing you guys can do is to support my podcast is rank us on Good Pods, rank us on Spotify, rank us on Apple Podcasts, and that actually helps you guys to be able to, or other audiences to find us. So, with further ado, let's go on ahead, get on with the show. I'm excited about talking about the Batman, and let's do it. Hey, so like I said, we're back again. I have Abby uh, back from Motor City Nerds, and I also have Alex, of course. So like I said, this is going to be our spoiler review for The Batman. This movie, to me, was the perfect balance of how to do a comic book movie right. This also, in my opinion, also got DC back on the right track and on the right map, finally. And also, too... This is the movie that I've been telling people about. This is going to be your more slow-pacing Batman movie than what we're used to. This is your more detective Batman. This is more of your Arkham kind of Batman level. And it executes everything. And whenever I said I just came, whenever that was my first reaction coming out of the uh, movie theater on Twitter. So I might get banned later on, but hey, it was totally worth it. Thank you for Robert Pattinson for making the best Batman movie for me and for us as fans. But it starts off with him it's two years when he's doing Batman. This is, of course, taking uh, little small nods to the year one Batman comic book. And also, two. this is also taking nods to The Long Halloween. As a matter of fact, I actually did a review on The Long Halloween Parts 1 and Part 2 on the channel as well. And I had no idea that was even going to be connected until I actually listening to the score. I'm like, okay, so I was actually on the right track without even knowing I was on the right track. Perfect. So, anyways, uh, another thing I liked is this. It had a Zodiac kind of flavor to it. It also had a Seven kind of vibe mixed with Saw. And everything about that perfectly well executed in my opinion. I know Abby's geeking out over this, so I'm going to go on ahead and let her open up with her thoughts, and then after that I'll let Alex go on ahead and open up with his and we're just going to have a good time discussing this. Yo, yeah. I really, really loved this Batman a lot. I really did. And honestly, like you said, that's literally in my notes. I said seven. And then honestly, I didn't even think about the jigsaw thing until right before this. I was like, yeah, no. And then it had a jigsaw thing going on. But I and I love my serial killer stuff. So I was just like, no, this all mixed together is great. But the way that they had Batman enter and the way they use throughout the movie, how they use the sound of his footsteps. I was like, smart. And it was almost just like off rip, you get the feel for this is a menacing, rage filled, crazy person in a bat costume. But we still love him because it's Batman. But I really I gave it a lot of credit for how it opened up with the Halloween night and everybody acting a fool. And then to have him come out. Oh, and the um, the monologue over the bat signal. 
I thought that I was, I really loved that a lot. I was like, I feel like I'm watching an episode of the animated series come to life. Exactly. And I really, I, I loved it. I really did. And I loved Robert Pattinson. And I thought this was choreographed. And I mean, things are normally choreographed pretty well now, but this was choreographed brutally, like straight brutal, even though you might not have had Batman using guns and stuff, but shoot, at some point I was like, I might rather have this guy shooting at me than pummeling me the way he is to these bad guys. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But no, I did. I love this, but my, I mean, we'll get to it. I'm sure. I mean, of course we're going to get to it, but my favorite thing and what I'm ready to really talk about is the penguin. All of my notes mm-hmm. just are revolving around the penguin, but I did, I did like the nods to everything. I like that they made Alfred more of a sterner. I'm telling you what you need to hear. I'm not a kindly old man character, and I like that they I like that they kind of say I'm running Wayne Enterprises because you are running around at night being a vigilante, and so it's like that he's taken over. And I really liked that, and and it was a good way of showing how dialogue you don't need to have full conversations. You can just have somebody say it, and then it's like, oh, okay. Alfred runs shit. Got it. Good. Got it. I, did, I did like that he was a character that was more of, I'm telling you what you need to hear. Not mm-hmm. just, not just, I care about you, Master Bruce. And, and I'm not saying any other Alfred is bad. I'm just saying, I like this. And I, and of course I love Andy Circus, but I was kind of worried about that. I was kind of worried about Alfred as a character. And then I was like, no, no, I like this. I like this. It worked. Exactly. Yeah, no, there, and honestly, I, I like Zoe Kravitz as Catwoman. I thought she, I thought she was great, and I thought she played a, a great Selena Kyle. Mm. I thought that was, I thought you, if that's a, you, you guys know what I mean. You guys love, you guys. Right. Know what I, mean. <laughs> I, I'm just like, I don't need to explain this to you guys, but that's how I felt. I was like, no, you're a great Catwoman. Mm. This is an awesome take on Catwoman, but I really am liking the way you're doing Selena Kyle. I really like that a lot. And the oh the transition of showing her go through the apartment into her Catwoman suit, that was sweet. That was sweet to just come in and be like, "Oh hi, what's going? Okay, what's going on? Okay, I'm out to go. I don't do whatever I do. Yeah, and I'm like, but they did it. Just her walking through the apartment. He's like, what? It's like to, and I I really like that a lot too. What were your guys' favorite parts of this movie? Okay. Oh yeah, so. Like top I, things. Oh, um, the the movie is my favorite part of the movie. <laughs> oh, but like, <laughs> what, what I love about this movie is that it it is darker. It's gritty. It's like a Batman we always wanted, but at the same time, it still kept a personality. It still had a soul to it. It was like one of my biggest issues with like Zack Snyder's take on like Man of Steel is like it was very dark, but it was just emotionless. There was no humanity to it. But in this one, it still it still kept that, and like the like the opening scene, like the Riddler. I love the Riddler. That actually scared the mess out of me in the beginning. Yeah, there <laughs> were people just, in my theater that didn't know he was there, and I was. Like, I did not know he was there. He was, yeah, he was just was like, all of oh a sudden there, and yeah. it took my brain a sec to click. I was just then I was just like, oh my god, he's just standing there. No, that was great. It's kind of a horror. It's kind of a horror movie kind of vibe to it. And my wife looked at me like, what are you doing? Because like, she doesn't get affected by jump scares. So I'm, I just embarrassed her. I don't her. even know if I'd call that a jump scare. That was just like. <laughs> yeah, whoa. he was just there. Whoa. Because I know there are people even in my row that didn't see him. And I was like, because they were looking at me like, why is this girl? And I was just like, <laughs> why? Oh, 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 we got it. 
Yeah, people probably thought I was a tweaker or something, just leaping out in my seat. But I also just, I love so much how it shows Batman from the perspective of the criminal. So like when that that whole monologue about the bat signal and all of a sudden the criminals are like looking down dark alleys and then the soundtracks start kicking in. And I'm like, oh, this is so damn cool. You just got the feel. You just knew it. And then, like I said, it wasn't even, it was just no, this is menacing. We know mm-hmm. you're on our side, but this is menacing and scary. And yeah, and I one thing I did appreciate about the crime scene, and then again at the funeral later on, is once again you don't have to treat the audience like they're dumb little babies, and you're showing him look at this kid, and he's like, "You lost a parent." Like, oh, I know what that's like, mm-hmm. that's kid. And then even at the funeral, and that's what, like you said, with the Zack Snyder one, and I know people complain about this with Man of Steel, like they didn't save anybody, and it's like, no, even Bruce Wayne. I think even if it wasn't that kid from the beginning would have tried to save somebody in the way. And it's like, no, I like that. You might not be able to save a million people, but you can save one. And that mm-hmm. still matters. And I really liked that a lot, but I did like how they showed them all kind of, they all kind of have a child, not all, but Catwoman, Batman, childhood trauma, yada, yada, yada. But then how have Bruce Wayne and Batman interact with this kid. I really liked that a lot. And it, I felt like, <laughs> I felt like Robert Pattinson really, showed a lot with like his eyes alone without saying anything and that's that's hard i can't do it it is and you know what though like the opening scene alone aside from when riddler kills the mayor and everything aside from that when batman shows up to do the detective work it's something that we haven't seen in a batman movie this is 90 percent of batman and maybe ten percent, and the other ten percent, Bruce Wayne, which is something that I really love. We see him more in the cow than we did with any of the other Batman movies, which is something I appreciated more. And I like how he's going through there and he's examining everything as if we're playing an Arkham video game. Yeah. But at first, I'm like, "Well, where's the tech stuff at?" Because all I see him doing is just looking at the ground, analyzing certain things, and then going over here. Then once you see the contact lens comes off. Like ah, right. there's the uh, there's the technology that I was looking for. No, that was and it was cool. perfect. Yes. Not only he was a detective, and I and I love Jeffrey Wright who played Gordon. I love him, but he was great. He's but perfect. I love that they already. Yeah. yeah, I love that they already had. And Gary Oldman is my favorite person of all time, so that's saying something. And I'm like, but the way Batman already had a relationship with him, and already had a relationship with the police, where the police are kind of like, man, I'm kind of sick of this shit. And then they're like, but we should let him in. Like, I did like that. And I thought that where they were trying to be funny, it did hit. And it was like, yeah, no, yeah, we know you're kind of better at our job than we are. But then, like, you interweave the mob stuff. I get it. But I really like that there was, we didn't need to explain that. I liked that we didn't have the parents dying. We don't have pearls falling on the ground. I liked that it was just, we already have relationships. Off right. to the races. Let's go. And I exactly I we have past history. We didn't need to see the parents dying. Everybody knows Batman's origin. If you don't know Batman's origin, you're living underneath the rock. There's pretty much uh, about five different Batman movies that can explain the death of his family and everything. I'm pretty sure. If but, you Batman into Google, the first thing that's going to pop up. Exactly. If you don't know Batman, yeah. here's what happened to his parents. It's common <laughs> sense knowledge that we all teach our children. You know, hey, here's how to walk, and here's Bruce Wayne's parents dying. Exactly. Not good for life. I like how they changed that, though. I liked how they changed how they died 
They didn't I, wear. Yeah. yeah, it was different, but it was fitting for the story and the narrative of the story. And if they just did it for the sake of doing it, it wouldn't have landed. But considering the fact they did it for the plot of the movie itself and for the storytelling, I thought that was very brave of them to do that. But I'm going to go off of what Abby said about Zoe Kravitz as Catwoman. I thought she was really great as Catwoman. She embraced the character. She gave it the level that needed to be played out. I also liked the martial arts that she used in it. I thought her style, she was very stylistic. And also, too, I liked that whole entire scene where she's checking on her friend, and then it's like the camera's just following her outside of someone looking from the outside. Of course, somebody is. But I like how they give us that angle as if the audience is looking at her, not inside her apartment, but outside. But basically, the in, outside looking in, yeah, into her like life, and I like that. And yeah, realizing who she I is. I like that. I, I, I really, I loved that. I was like, no way, no way, they're gonna go right through the apartment like this. And then I was like, oh my god, that was so cool. I was like, that was so sweet. And then the, just have her like swing down the ladder like it's nothing. I was like, Catwoman, Catwoman, and that, uh, and especially the the drug bust when she comes in on the motorcycle. I was like, oh, that was sweet. That was so. I was like, that was that was sweet. <laughs> and I mean, it, we we're so lucky now to have everything we have with superheroes on screen that it's, of course, we're gonna be like, oh yeah, you did this, you did that. But I was like, oh no, that was that was really cool. I was like, that mm-hmm. whole entrance, and then that was another part that really made me feel like the animated series. I was like, it's not so much Catwoman and Batman working together as it is Batman and Catwoman running into each other. <laughs> yeah, and I, and I really liked that where it was it where it's like, yeah, no, we're meeting up, but now I'm running into you at things. And I, I really, I liked that too, but I thought she was a great, I thought she was a great Catwoman. I just have a special place in my heart for Michelle Pfeiffer, but she was great. I, and, but I also really liked her take on Selena Kyle. I'm like, and I thought that could get kind of muddied, but it didn't for me. I liked it. I liked the way they handled it. Mm. I, I, I really enjoyed the romantic tension between the two. Mm-hmm. It was just that I was, like my favorite that's my favorite thing about their relationship is Catwoman's always flirting with Batman and he just always swerves her <laughs> at the, like towards the end of the movie when he's about to kiss her but then he just starts looking at the bat signal I like cheered at that moment I'm like that's Batman right just, right yeah <laughs> no. staying away from meaningful relationships that's the Batman I grew up to love <laughs> justice over meaningful relationships all day I loved it well, I think we talked about this in uh, Batman and Robin and how I I always like that part with George Clooney when he kind of like has a bit of a panic attack. But we also were saying that was kind of the time of him being a bachelor and everything in real life. But it's like I it's kind of just funny to ever see that ba- no matter which Batman it is, have kind of like relationship. What? I can't do that. That no. can't happen. That's the only thing that making that makes me uncomfortable. You're not an orphan boy. No <laughs> connection. Go, <laughs> you want me to go fight 10 gangsters? Got it. You want me to go do this? Got it. Want me to jump off buildings? Got it. Uh, relationship? I, I, nope. I'm starting to sweat and I'm getting anxiety. <laughs> and I like that. And I, but I, I loved them together. They were great together. Mm-hmm. Whoa. Uh, another thing. Go ahead, I'm sorry. I'm not going ahead, man. <laughs> I was just gonna say that I, I, I just loved how Robert Pattinson portrayed that social isolation that Bruce Wayne put himself through, because. He like his Batman persona carried over into Bruce Wayne, like that that was taking over his whole life. And 
it, it was cool when just whenever he was just talking to people like the mayor, it was just totally awkward. Like he's not making eye contact with anybody. He's whispering all the time, which was kind of the only thing that bugged me. I could never hear what he was saying. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I, can, I, I can feel that. Yeah. I liked how he shied away from sunlight. It, I was just like, oh, he's just so into being Batman. That's all he knows. And it's, uh, I just loved even how, like, even when you, even when you just, when you just brought that up, it, there were points in this movie, especially with the framing of him, where I was like, oh, you're trying to make him look like a bat too. Like when he comes up to the penguin's car upside down, I was like, oh, a bat hangs upside down. And then there was like a few times where they were doing stuff like that. And I was like, oh, I dig this. And then I also really liked that it might not be Wayne Manor, like we are used to, but inside looks like gothic weird batman lives here and he's just off and i i love that and i i really did but you're i didn't think about it that way but you're absolutely right i was just like oh no he's like socially awkward like i'm not used to but i now thinking about it, he was like that through the whole movie wasn't he and that is a really good take and then i was like oh yeah no you're trying to make him like a total weirdo which it's like this guy kind of is batman's a loner who doesn't talk to people and i I can't speak highly enough about Robert Pattinson's betrayal of this character. I really can't. And I really liked how they went so detailed in the suit when they were showing it up close with the mask and the stitching and everything like that. It just all worked. I couldn't stop staring at his suit the whole time. I like in the trailers, I was, I was just like, okay, yeah, this is a neato suit. But in the, when I was watching the movie, I was just like that, that's a legit Batman suit. I like the ears are nice and pointy got he got the eye black going on like this is and I, nice. yeah it's like i liked that he looked like me after going out five years ago i'm like <laughs> yes that's exactly what it's like but i did i appreciated that that it's like no he's got makeup by his eyes he hasn't cleaned it off yet he's alfred's yell alfred's yelling at him to make things work and like i said i really like that part about alfred but i did appreciate the small things in this the eye makeup the loner stuff the way it was making him seem like a bat there wasn't i can't remember which one it was i think it was when they get find the rat cage there's another scene where they do it like obviously and i was like right bats you're a bat okay we're really leaning into some craziness here without doing it getting it (laughs) i really liked it i was like oh that's a because normal people wouldn't notice things like that but we notice things like that and we appreciate it and you know what, though, I'll, let's also talk about the Valcone and also to the penguin too, because I know you want to dive into the penguin a lot too. Oh, but dive into the penguin. But here's the thing, though, I love John DeToro as that gangster type villain, mm-hmm. because I never would have thought that they would be casting John DeToro as a as a villain, because I love John DeToro, and he pulls it off so well. And then also, too, having the music in that place with the Italian music, uh, I Have But One Heart Playing, which is also featured on the Godfather um, soundtrack as well. I thought that was an awesome take of saying, hey, I'm the mobster. I'm the Italian mobster here in Gotham City. I'm the one who says what goes on around in my city. No one oversteps me. I love that. Then, of course, you also have Batman knocking on the door and then the two twins answers it. And then you wind up having Oswald come in. And, oh, my God, the transformation of Colin Farrell as the Penguin. I, I'm, oh, my God. I was shocked. Well, first and foremost with John Turturro, I was, I was like, 
this he's doing that charismatic. I mean, we, there's tons of mob bosses we love, but he's playing charismatic. I I still want to be your friend, mob boss, real well. And I really liked that that he wasn't just well, Colin Farrell was that with the penguin, but he was just just like, hey, you might you, you might want to play a game of pool with me. Like I'm and I really liked that you're the bad guy, but I really like listening to you talk part of him. I really liked that a lot. I was kind of worried too, but then I was like, oh no, he's doing great. He's, he's awesome. But I did love when Bruce Wayne and them have their interaction. And he says, uh, he's like, no, the hypocrite, the uh, hypocritic oath about being a doctor and everything. And I was like, oh snap, Bruce Wayne's getting snappy here. And then oh. when he claps back at him, I was like, oh, oh. And then I was just like, oh, I really liked that a lot. And I was just like, oh, just cause you're not in the cape right now doesn't mean that you're not gonna i feel like this bruce wayne might punch somebody in the face i feel like... i was like he's gonna snap eventually When's I was it like, gonna oh happen? god and then i really like that but, yeah when they introduced batman going through the club was and there's a lot of things in this with duality like him coming to the door as batman and then being like yeah let's fight and then him coming as bruce wayne and then being like okay let the prince of gotham in and i really i really like how much they were doing that with the characters but yeah, when he goes through the club and then we meet the penguin. If you wouldn't have told me that was Colin Farrell, I don't think I would have believed you. And it yeah. wasn't even just the prosthetics. It was how he was talking. It was how he was moving. Mm -hmm. Like you said, Zoe Kravitz. I was talking about that uh, when I, I did a Kill Bill video with my one buddy. And it's like, no, you could tell that Uma Thurman's like, no, I'm walking, moving like an assassin. Like I have that and I'm doing that. And I feel like everyone in this movie was like, no, I'm going to get this down. And uh, their posture was different the way everything. And, but Colin Farrell, I felt killed it. And I thought he was funny where he needed to be. I thought he was scary where he needed to be. And I, I, I loved this take on the penguin, but I've been waiting for a mob boss penguin. And I love Danny DeVito, weird penguin, but no. It's not mob boss level. This was right. This was my favorite. And him at the end, it was, it was, oh my God, that made me so, that made me so happy. I was like, oh, Penguin's going to take over the town. I was like, Penguin's Penguin, going to take over the town. I was like, here we go. I was like, I got one right, more right, Penguin. Right. I got at least one more Penguin. <laughs> I was super stoked. <laughs> I, was, I really was. I was shocked by his performance. I I really was. I I, I, I knew I was going to love Penguin. I didn't know if I just was like, no, I love Penguin, so I'm going to love this. But I was like, no, he's great. He's, he's great. I'm excited for that spinoff series they're going to do with him as the Penguin. That's going to be really cool. I'm excited for that. What spinoff series? Why don't I know about this? Oh, yeah. They're going to they're gonna do a Penguin oh, yeah. spinoff series. Colin Farrell. A full thing? A TV series. Yeah. A TV like, series on HBO Max. This, this and a Job of the Hut prequel are all I need in my life. <laughs> I'll be happy. And then I realized they're all mob bosses. I realized the other day I was like, I'm the only one who likes Job of the Hut this much. I'm the only one who likes the Penguin this much. I was like, I think I just have a thing for mob bosses and that I think that's a problem, but, <laughs> but now we're here, but no, I didn't know that he was getting a full spinoff. I'm in the dark on that, but no, I, I was, I was real happy to see him taken over at the end. I was like, Oh yeah. Especially when he, when he was getting interrogated and he was just like, I'm not the rat asshole. Like I, I loved that whole back and forth. I loved when he called him the world's greatest detective all up being funny, but as the audience were like, he is the world's greatest detective. Thank you for saying it. Yes. It. it was great. I loved it. I really did. And I like that they made his like teeth. All they still made the penguin like weird, but not not crazy. Danny DeVito weird. Not Tim yeah. weird is what I'm saying. But I did like that he was still like off. I did like that. I liked it. To be honest, right? 
it was like he was not mutated or anything like that. He was just a normal human being and having weird, oddly shaped teeth. That's about it, which is fitting for the world that they're trying to fit us into with this world of Gotham. Also, too, I said this in uh, the Dark Knight one where I said Gotham City feels like more like a character. But this oh. one is the most Gotham City that we ever actually got, ever. straight yeah. up from the comics. Yes, that's exactly. To be honest right. with you, yes. I said that, and my friend said I was crazy, and I was like, "No, I was like, this is Gotham. I was like, this is Gotham. You don't need words. You don't need anything. We don't need the bat signal. We know the feel of this Gotham. We know the vibe of this Gotham. We know what's going on. We can tell what is going on in this Gotham. And not only that, it is Gotham. This is Gotham. I was like." I love Tim Burton and his weird crap and everything. I know we all do, but I was like, no, this is Gotham. Mm. This this is Gotham City. And I, I just, I really did. They didn't go too hard of like New York in the 80s vibe. Remember when they tried to scare everybody to be afraid of New York? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I remember that. Like the New Eternal <laughs> days. Like they were like, uh, yeah, they didn't go too hard with that. Because I was like, oh, this could start feeling too much like New York. But it didn't. And I was like, no, this is this is Gotham. This is Gotham City. And I really, I, I loved that about it. And my one buddy's like, no, man. I was like, no, this was the best Gotham depiction I think I've ever seen. I, I felt like I was playing Arkham, to be honest with you, or I was reading a comic book. That's how well adapted that they, that they got Gotham, to be honest. Mm-hmm. And also, too, I want to mention this, too. I liked how they did the tie-in for, like, Hush. They did, like, little small nods, like you mentioned, but it wasn't weird. They were hitting you over the head with it. It was just enough to say, oh, guess what? You like Hush? Well, guess what? We're talking about Hush for a minute. Then we're moving along with our Batman movie on what we have. It wasn't forced. And I love that about it. And also, too, um, another thing I can say that I really enjoyed whenever coming off of it, though, too, is just off the emotional level of Robert Pattinson as Bruce Wayne and trying to talk Selena Kyle down from shooting the other mob, uh, the other person that was actually uh, part of the police department. Yeah. And everything. And saying, do not do what I once did, basically. You're going to have hate in your heart. You're going to regret what you're doing later on, because that's what I once did, basically. And I liked how he was trying to cut her down and everything. And, you know, I think that there was a little bit of, of a, a thing that I liked about the way Kravitz in this movie was there's a little bit of assassin there, a little bit of Holly Berry, a little bit, just the sass alone, not saying, not looking at the costume oh, yeah. or anything like that. But there's a little bit of that Holly Berry in this kind of thing where that sass is. And that's what I really liked about it. She brought a little bit of Holly, a little bit of the, you know, Michelle Pfeiffer and mixed well together. Seemed like. Mm-hmm. No, for sure. No, a hundred percent. I agree. I really do. I I liked, I I like I like that she was kind of a smart ass. But then I like that she would turn it up sometimes. I feel like all of the villains in this did that. They mm-hmm. they would turn it up sometimes, but they knew exactly when to dial it back. It was never like, oh, you're you're going too hard into this. And but it was like I felt like that a few times with this. And then I was just like, no, no, they're they towed the line on everything perfectly. They they really did. And this especially with the villains. I really think they could have went, well, we're going way over the top. And they and they never went too far over the top and never went too low with it and were, like, too realistic. I was just like, no, I like this. I like, she's just like, yeah, Batman, you're a dingus and scared of girls. 
<laughs> I like that. I like that though. I was like, no, this is cute, and this is how I imagine Catwoman and Batman being. My my only my 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 only issue is I think I would have preferred because like Batman and Catwoman's relationship takes up a lot of screen time in this movie. Yeah. I would have liked some of that screen time to go towards Batman and Alfred's relationship. Cause I think at least in this stage of Batman's career, that's the most important relationship. They don't really get a lot of scenes together. I, oh. I, I wanted to see more of them connecting more of Alfred being that, fa- that, that hard father figure on him. Like, Hey, like I'm supporting you being Batman, but you, you got to get your shit together too. <laughs> like, come I on, support master. your strange hobbies, Bruce, but get it together bud no i i mean not to bring the mood down or anything but it's like my dad passed away when i was younger i was raised by my uncle like that was that's my dad is so it's like pseudo dads i've realized are kind of my favorite like piccolo is my favorite character and everyone's like why i'm like all day and then i get older and i was like you know him orin from final fantasy 10 uncle iroh i'm like there's a theme here going on and then i was like no i love alfred and then i'm like that's probably why and i thought the same thing i was like man we're not getting, we're not getting too much of Alfred here. I like where you took him, but we're not getting a lot of him. When he got blown away, I kind, I was kind of shocked. I was kind of like, yeah. oh, we're even allowing Alfred to be hurt. We we're don't just allow, get rid of Alfred. We allow Alfred to get hurt. What do you think this is? And I, but then I was like, no, I get it. I get it. I'll calm down. But I, I felt the same way too. There was some stuff where I'm like, ah, there's so much Batman that I can't complain. But mm-hmm. and there's other things where I'm like, mm, I wish I could have seen a bit more of that but it's still great yeah it, it didn't like break the movie for oh, me but it's just yeah. like I, you know like you can you can do the Catwoman thing later on in the in the sequels that you're definitely gonna have but like i want right give me some and alfred love i did like that when alfred woke up he was in the hospital i did like that i was like oh that was so sweet to him wake up and it's like oh how long have you been there how long have you been sitting there and i was like oh and i really did i loved that a lot but can we talk about some of these jigsaw maze puzzle death traps going on oh yeah let's talk about that because i realized my note just says bomb head and then i was like what and i was like oh these are all the these are all the strange contraptions this man built but i I and you know what though this is i love that though i love the riddles in this movie the traps alone was fantastic also too the way that that he actually has the those cards and everything for bruce Reminds me of the Riddler trophies from the Arkham video games that you have to try and collect, but instead they're placement for the traps, which I really feel fascinated by. I definitely liked the part where with the rats and everything, where basically they're having to chew off the guy's face and everything. I love the trap for that. The bomb yeah. thing, though, the bomb alone made me like, oh, yeah, yeah. Like, that's where I was like, wait. No, no wonder they made them go PG-13 because Jesus Christ, how far would we have gone with this if not? Because the second, the second the rat thing happened, I was like, they they were they were pushing whoa. that PG-13 rating. I was like, oh okay, yeah, okay. Oh, for sure. And I, but the rat one, that was the that was the time when I was like, oh oh oh, we're going there with this guy. We're going there. This is some sadistic craziness. This is give me the bomb the bomb necklace. Give me that all day. I don't want the rat tubes. <laughs> Just the rats eating away oh. like that. I was like, oh, that would have that would have ended like, it for oh, me. Man. I was like, we're pulling a Game of Thrones. I was like, we're pulling a, uh, oh, God, where do they do that? They do that in Game of Thrones with Arya and them. And I'm like, oh, no, not rats. And then I was like, oh, no, they really are going there. They really are going there. 
and Here we I go. Can, riddle me this. Yeah. And then I was like, oh, we're going. I was like, they, they're cutting, they're towing the line real hard. And but when the bomb thing happened, that was the, that was, a, I could, the, and that guy yelled in the theater, oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> that was funny. And I like that they did a straight up attack on a mayor's funeral like that. I like that it yeah. was like, no, I have all these people in one spot. I'm going to, I'm going to show my strength essentially. And I, I really like that. And I like when he pulled up and you had the, the protesters that were kind of for the Riddler. And I was like, oh, oh, did anybody else feel personally attacked when they started doing the YouTube thing? Yes. Because I laughed. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I'm not going to lie. I loved it. And I was like, I don't know if that was, that, that's funny. I was like, that's funny. And it's, I should be funny for everybody, not just me in this theater. But I was, I really liked that. That was funny. Because that would happen. That would totally happen. They would totally have an online presence. And I thought that was a really interesting wrinkle to have, even if they wouldn't have done anything with it. It's like, no, that would happen. Somebody would be, same thing with Joker. It's like, no, people would agree with parts of this message for sure. They would totally subscribe to his channel. Right. Yeah. Yeah, No. That's how you have all these minions that just happens to just work for him and stuff like that, because there's always going to be someone on the other end of the computer screen or something like that, that we don't know that that could just be as wild and crazy as somebody else's and be like demented. And, you know, especially, I don't know about you, whenever I was seeing uh, Riddler talking and everything on YouTube and you see the stuff on the right hand side and the left hand columns, of people commenting. That was the things that I was actually paying most attention to and zoomed in on. I wasn't I wasn't dialed in on what the Riddler was saying. I was like, wait, Matt, what kind of mask are these? And he, they're actually telling them where they're located at in Gotham. So these people are not like strangers on the internet that's living in another city or anything. These are people that are in the realm of Gotham and telling them where he can find these items. I was paying attention to a totally different part. I saw the gauges and I was of what shells to get. And I was like, oh, something's going on in these comments sections. Something's going on in these comment sections. This is a spicy thread right now. (laughs) And I was just like, no, but I like that they kind of, they kind of, it was, it, it also, I mean, it shows like, hey, some people can be not right and don't trust that all the time or it, it, whatever but then i also like that it's like no we're kind of making a joke at the nerd community and the and the people that are gonna analyze the hell out of this and it's like no we see you and that's funny and then the people who watch that stuff and it's like no that is that is funny but i i really like that but i was like oh no i was like oh no they're making fun of me and then i was like but i love it <laughs> and it's also making nods and showing how technology has changed and in incorporating the new generation, which is something that I really liked was like, you know what? We know that the YouTube is around. We know podcasting is around. So let's incorporate YouTube as a way as our general focus on how, you know, how we can get these followers to follow someone that's demented like the Riddler. So I thought that was an interesting take of explaining how he can get his minions and people working for him rather than them just being like how they did that. Oh yeah, no, for sure. I, I, I did like that. And like I said, it has two different messages you can take from it, the funny side of it. And then it's like, no, this really, this is kind of how people, people aren't always nice in certain groups they're in. You know what I mean? Like they, that's a real thing on the internet and 
it's kind of a problem. And I, I did like that, but I like that they showed it also in real life when Bruce was pulling up. And I was just like, oh, oh, so there are people that are for this. So then when the internet stuff started happening, I was like, oh, people, people might flock to this, buddy. And I. Oh, the, the Riddler gang, they're coming. I. I loved um, Paul Dano's Dano. That's is that how you pronounce it? Oh, I, I always say Dano, but I could be. I don't don't listen to me. I, I say, say Dano. Dano. Is, okay. is it? It's Dano. Right, Paul Dano. Oh, well, I and said Dan. it wrong in my review, so sorry. But <laughs> I, I love how okay. Paul. I love Paul Dano's performance as the Riddler, but like in that scene where he's talking to his followers, I, I liked just how his tone of voice changes. Like he's not menacing. He's just like. Hi guys, how's everyone doing? <laughs> oh, that's where that's where I was like, oh no, they're fully coming at us. I was like, they're fully coming at us, but I also liked it because I'm like, oh, I was like, you genuinely think you're doing something good. Same thing when he's going and having his back and forth with Batman. He's like, no, we're the same, dude. We're the like, same. You we're, and we're, you tell we're homies, right? We're the, what do you mean? And then it's right. like, no, no, we're not. But I I did really like. I, at first, I was like, eh, and then I I liked that he was this. Like, no, I, I genuinely think that I'm doing the right thing. You're the brawn and I'm the brains and you're still very smart, but I'm smarter and we're the same. And it's like, I, and you could, you could even, like I said, with Robert Pattinson's eyes, you can tell he's like, what did I do? Oh what, no. What did I, I just unleash? I loved that about that. Like that scene in particular of how his character starts realizing like, oh, maybe vengeance isn't the right way to go. At least not all the way. There's that scene when he's talking and the railer's like, yo, we're, we're, we're helping each other. I'm helping you. And yeah. Batman's like, no, you're insane. You're, you're, like you're insane. You're but you and I like that though. It shows the humanization of his character. That's what yeah. I liked about it. He's like, I'm, I'm, and, I'm trying not to be like you. I'm not, I'm nothing like you. Don't, you know, so he's realizing that, no, I can't be this symbol of fear. And that, you know, when, um, he fights all the Riddler minions and the one guy says, I'm vengeance and how it just yeah. like hurts him. I, no, uh, you're and absolutely he just, right. And I, I like that this was a Batman that was, we, we know he's very young and he's realizing what Gotham needs. And he's like you said, it went from, it went from this almost Machiavellian way of looking at things to, okay, things aren't black and white. There has to be a gray area here. Like we can't just fear won't get me everywhere. And I, like with the Snyderverse thing, I said, not saving people when everybody's underwater and Batman's like, okay, shit did happen. It got bad, but I'm going to do the best I can. And mm. if that means getting I, five people out of this wreck, cool. And I really liked that about this. I was like, oh, we're not going to have a sky beam shoot down and Batman's going to save all of Gotham. It's like, no, he's going to save who he can. And I really liked right. that about him. I it really shows like the that. human side that that makes him even more human because we know he doesn't have superhuman strength. It doesn't. We know that he doesn't have any superpowers. So he's like, like you said, Abby. I'm just going to go on ahead and say the many people as I can because I'm only human. I can't do the certain things, so I can only grab who I can grab, and that's it. And if that's good enough for the people of Gotham, then that's good enough for me. Right. And I like the fact that they made him human like that because. We've seen it before where they didn't really give us a human, a little bit of a human side to him, other than maybe the start of Batman versus Superman with uh, Ben Affleck, where he's holding the girl, the little girl that he saved. But yeah. other than that, though, you don't really see the humanization of Bruce Wayne that much well, compared even, to this. That's even my issue with like, and I, 
I'm not hating on it totally, but my issue with the Snyderverse is when you have people at this God tier level and they're not on the ground level, it's like, uh, okay, here we go. Uh, how do you, how do you keep going with that? And then, like I said, I just really like that where it's, no, I'm, I'm, I'm going, I'm just learning how to be this Batman. I've only been doing this for a couple of years and I'm just going to do what I can. And honestly, I got real, like actual tragedy vibes of like watching a news broadcast of like when 9-11 happened. I mean, I remember when that happened and, and other things where it's like you saw one person helping another. And it's like, and that felt, it just felt very real to me when Batman was doing that. And it's like, oh wait, I'm watching Batman again. And I felt like that throughout this movie with things. I felt like, oh, am I watching a thriller like seven? And then I was like, oh wait, Batman's here. When I watched that, I was like, I feel like I'm watching an actual person like help somebody through something for real. And, and, I, oh wait, it's Batman, and I re I really liked that about this. And I was saying that to people that even if you're not a huge Batman fan, you'll probably enjoy this if you like thrillers and right. and stuff. You you'll like this. It's it's great. And another thing though that I really like this is about the corruption of Gotham, the corruption of the police department, the police force being paid by these crime bosses and Riddler basically getting to the root of it and I think even telling Batman, hey, look, even though his issue is with Bruce Wayne and also with Batman himself, he's like, look, you're going after all these other guys. You guys, you need to look at the big picture here. And that's also what he tells him. He goes, there's a root here that needs to be done and you need to get rid of the corruption. In order for you to get rid of the corruption, you don't only do you have to go after the big crime bosses, but you have to go even deeper in cutting out the people in the Gotham PD, the police department to do that. Mm. And that's what I liked about that. And also too, I like the whole bomb trap while he's over there in the interrogation room. Riddler did a Joker move on him oh. where he winds up doing a whole complete misdirection. And then I like how, because serial killers, they like to feel like they're in control of everything. Mm -hmm. And then Robert Pattinson's Batman, he just goes on ahead when he says, no, I'm nothing like you. All of a sudden, Riddler just goes mad because now he realizes he doesn't have the control over him like he thought. So I like that. And I was going to, that that was a great part of Daniel's performance is you can see when he's like, I'm losing it. I'm losing the upper hand here. I'm losing the upper hand. And now, now I'm going to, snap like i and i really liked that about him but when i liked that they had the corruption thing with every entity going on but that scene where they come out and gordon's like not all of us that was great mm -hmm. that was great that was because it's like no we got to have hope right it's like there are some good people out there you know no matter what it is like we got to just support those good people you know and i really liked that but batman Batman straight up fighting the cops in that cell was great when he was just oh, like, that was, let's go. That was, he was like, I don't give a shit. Sent like, that one dude flying. So yeah, he was like, oh my, <laughs> he, says, he has a great line in that scene too. And he's like, oh my God, it was great. I was like, oh my God, we're really going to have Batman fist fighting the cops? I was like, oh shit. And then I was like, this is like a bar. Here we go, I'm ready. And Batman was like, I don't right. care, let's go. And I was like, oh my God, this is awesome. But that scene when they all come out and they're like, yeah, not all of us. That, that was... I like that they had it come back where it's like, yeah, bad and good is in everything. Same mm -hmm. thing with Bruce and Batman, yada, yada, yada. And I really, I like that a lot. They did this. This is perfect. I yeah. really do. I really think it was perfectly done. There was traces of hope throughout the movie. It was like, it was trying to find its way to get into the Batman's mind. Like, no, hope is the way to save the city. So like with the cops, 
not all being corrupt. Like that was it um, with helping the people out of the wreckage in the arena. Like that was another hope. And I love the, uh, the polar opposites, like in the beginning of the movie, when he rescued that one dude from being jumped by the, the, the Joker gang, wherever yeah. they're supposed oh, to yeah. be. Yeah. And he was terrified of the Batman. Like that was that fear. But then at the end of the movie, when he's carrying that woman to go on the helicopter and she's like refusing to let go of him. So he, he just holds her hand. That was just that, that, that legit started making me cry. Oh yeah. Complete. That, that gave me... Like they see him as a symbol of hope and he's like understanding that like, no, that that's even more powerful than fear. Cause that helps other it inspires people to do what's right. Right. That's I not, might inspire these crazies, but I will inspire more that are good. And, yeah. and if I go down the less than vengeance path of mm-hmm. things and you know, that's the perfect, well, complexity of Batman of trying to, it's about self-discovering who he is and discovering who he is as a person as well. And then, like you said, with the fear thing, with the uh, Joker uh, minions or whatever that they were, you know, I could tell there was like little small nods to like Two Face because of the fact that one oh, clown what? had. Uh, yep. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. One clown oh, had. I was kind of worried. Yeah. I was kind of worried for a minute. I was like, oh, are we going? To, you're already saying Halloween night. I was like, we got a man with half his makeup on. I was like, oh, no. And then I was like, no, never mind. I'm not worried about anything. No. <laughs> but it's a little small stuff that they do that makes it work well with this film. And that's all they do. They give us little nods, and then we move on, and we focus on primarily the whole thing. I like how we have that Halloween long goodnight vibe to it. I like how they give us little nods to Hush. And also Batman Rebirth. I don't know if you guys read any of the Batman Rebirth stuff or anything. But a little bit. Well, in the there's now, get this. <laughs> um, there's actually a thing with the Riddler. And he and Batman visits him in the interrogate in the interrogation thing, and there are traps. There are things inside that Batman Rebirth comic that is just really, really good that I recommend people read because of the fact that you can pull from that comic and then you can relate back over to here. You can also even relate to Batman Year One as well with the comic books too. So that's another thing too, and also the Long Halloween. You can't go wrong with those comics either. But, you know, this, I, I was very pleased with it. And then also, too, let's talk about that one scene, the, uh, which to me is my favorite part with the penguin, with the chase scene. I was going to say the Batmobile reveal. Because, yes, the, oh my God. Ooh, we, shivers. I was, I was like, we all had already seen it in the trailer, but it didn't take away from it. And I was no, like, it added. Go. And I was like, we, oh my god, this is the Batmobile I've been waiting for. I was fanboying. <laughs> I loved how it was hiding in the shadows. And it kind of had its own kind of footsteps sounding yes. you know, with the, the engine revving. And I'm like, oh. It had its own reveal like a, like a, like a human character would. And it's like, mm-hmm. no, right. this is the respect that the Batmobile needs. And it's not that I don't love the Tumblr, but come on. The second they said they were... That's the way you blend in. Car, That's the way you... Going for a car, not a tank. It had a, a, a rocket ship thing thruster on it. Or something I'm like, cool. I'm down it. for it. I really did. I love that reveal. But that that's what I meant about when that whole scene when leading up to it, when they're at the drug drop and you see Catwoman coming on the motorcycle, her whip not only is a whip, it has like a chain in it. And I was like, Oh snap. I was like, here we go. And that that whole 
robbery slash fight was so cool. And then for the Batmobile to show up, I was just like, no, this isn't, we're going to get it. And I thought maybe because so much of it was in the trailer, it would take away from the chase, but it didn't. That chase was long and awesome. That was awesome. I agree, Abby, with that, because there are some scenes in in trailers where it was like, okay, we get it. We saw in in the thing, time for a pee break. But with this, it added more excitement than anything because, yeah, we saw it, but we didn't see it in a full context. We get to see a 10-minute long uh, chase scene and also the penguin thinking that he got away with something when he didn't. And I also liked how they focus inside the car with the camera angles, with the still cameras. And you get to see the inside of the car being destroyed as the person's actually in it which is something that I really loved about it. It even adds more fear into the villain as well, even though Oswald doesn't really have any fear. He's like, but he did have fear whenever he saw him through the rearview mirror. Oh, that yeah. was my favorite thing. He's like, oh, shit. I'm, I'm- <laughs> oh, for sure. No, that was, it was, that was, I, I, and you can, I mean, after the car flips, of course, when he's like, are you kidding me? Like, right. are you joking? There's no way. And like I said, I totally thought that scene of him, Zip tied together was hilarious. I thought, I thought he, he was did. genuinely funny. I'm like, oh my he did god, the penguin model. Like a penguin. Yeah, I was like, oh my god, this is so funny. And then like it, that's what I mean about uh Batman and Gordon's relationship already being established. That also, I think that helps having scenes like that because it's like, oh no, they already know how each other is and everything. And it's like we both know we're gonna leave this asshole here, right? Right. Like, we don't need to talk about it. We don't need to establish that. We're leaving it. Okay. Yeah. No. Get a Uber. We're already, we're already buds. Yeah. Like we got. And it. then I like how Penguin is also saying, "You guys need some help with your Spanish." Oh, that and was just, funny. Yeah. Was yeah. Funny. I liked that. I was like, "Oh my gosh!" I was like, "Here we go, Penguin stunting on people." All right. <laughs> it's like who would have thought Penguin would know more Spanish than than anyone? Right. And she's no, supposed no. to be like the best detectives. But it just worked. It was like, it didn't seem like stupid either. It was like, no, it worked. And I thought that could have came off like kind of dumb. I was like, speaking. And then it was like, I thought they, I thought they were going to give like some dumb explanation as to why he knew Spanish, but they didn't do that. So it's like, no, he's just like, you're dumb. Of course I know Spanish. What do you think this is? I, right. like, yeah, I really like that. But uh, one thing that I thought was really, I, before I get into music, because I know we're probably going to talk about that for a minute, that whole orphanage or scene going oh, on. Oh, yeah. Very uh, cool. La Femme Maria. I, yeah. Oh, yeah. I love that they kept using Ave Maria. And, oh, yes. Here we go. But okay. Then, I felt like I was playing Dead Space or like. No, Hitman. Or, I felt or, like I was playing Hitman. Yeah. Because that's where it comes from. Hitman, yeah. And, but I and, the vibe of the room and stuff. I was like, I feel like I'm playing Resident Evil. And something's gonna come out of me, and uh, and like, like it's interesting that you say that about a video game because now that you say that, it's like, yeah, that was kind of the vibes I was getting during some of this. Where I'm like, right. am I gonna have to go find a chest over there because I really don't want to? I really don't. Want <laughs> Is there a health kit or what? Go find going. the chest. There's <laughs> gonna be a terrifying boss that I don't want to fight, and I don't want right. to deal with it. And it and it was creepy. It was super creepy. It was, but La Femme was, Maria. It's also played on Needful Things, which is uh, based off of a Stephen King uh, movie and with the devil, dealing with the devil and everything. That song is being played as all this catastrophe and this chaos is going on where people are killing each other because the devil's making them do it. Then there's this and there's also the Hitman video games that has this song in it. It's also dealing with an orphan. Hitman is actually an orphan who gets taken away 
from his family and stuff like that to become an assassin. So my brain is going all over the place with this, with the placement of the music, like you mentioned, Abby. So I'm like, okay, he's an orphan. Riddler's an orphan. He's got, okay, that's just me. I didn't mean to. He broke it. He's so excited. I break the table. <laughs> no, I, I made my cell phone uh, land on the floor, but that's what I get for being Italian and talking with my hands. Oh, okay. I just broke for me not to. But. It's okay. One time I hit myself in the face on an accident, but oh, I, punch, I punch my microphone on a regular basis. I'm shocked anybody subscribes to me. Right? <laughs> but you know, my first initial thoughts was this: uh, Riddler is an orphan. He's got to be an orphan in order for him to have the choir singing that song. And also, too, I'm like, he's got to be Catholic for him to be having La Femme Maria, or he comes from like a Catholic school, Catholic kind of background. So next thing you know it, I'm actually doing detective work in the movie for Batman to narrow it. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. No, for sure. I kind of got worried that they were going to pull the, he was the son of the reporter that. that that's what I was killed. thinking. And I kind of got nervous where I was like, I wouldn't hate that, but I prefer for him just to be an orphan. Like, and, yeah. and they didn't do that, but I was like, but I wouldn't hate if they did that. But I did think for a minute, like, oh shit, he's going to be related to this reporter that they offed and oh God. But then I was like, I don't hate that. I don't hate that. But then they didn't do it. So it doesn't even matter. But yeah. Oh, believe me. Uh, my hardcore Irish Catholic upbringing has, I can't watch things without being like Catholicism, Catholicism, Catholicism. Oh, Catholic connection. <laughs> <laughs> so like, you guys are really using this song a lot. And that's, and so that's when I was just like, oh, yeah. Well, and, and but when they got to the orphanage, I was like, oh, no. Oh, no. This is creepy. This is very creepy. And I, I love the it. orphanage stuff. Oh, yeah. And being deserted. Oh, my. This feels like a Conjuring James Wan kind of movie now. Right. And I like there's something about me where I like abandoned buildings and stuff like that and movies where I'm like, I wonder what kind of darkness is going to be in behind the corner kind of deal. Even though I'm dealing with Batman who actually creeps behind the shadows, I'm like, okay, show me more about this abandoned building. I want to see more. And I so, like that they, cause I, I mean, I'm sure you guys have said this too, but for years I'm like, no, I want a good Batman begins and just call like drugs a different name and stuff like that. So I liked <laughs> that they did that with this where they were like, it's just the drops or whatever. And we don't exactly know what that is, but we know it can like mess you up. But people are also kind of doing it in the club. But I liked that the building had, addicts in it and not bad guys at first and it was like no that's and it's like oh, oh snap what's going on and it's like oh it's just people that had a problem this and i was like no i because that's realistic and then it also yeah. reminds you again of the drops and it's like these are a bigger thing than just hey we're having a good time on the weekend and it's like no this is something that can really mess you up and it's a problem and but i liked that realistic factor in it too because at first i was like oh is he just gonna get swarmed here and i was like oh no you you made this like how it kind of it probably would be like going into some abandoned building in the middle of the city yeah but i did like that but i thought the orphanage was a super creepy scene i like the way that was set up i like the way they tied thomas wayne in but not too much to the point where i was like eh but i was like no i i liked that i liked i i did like that and i liked the I film i did i did i did like the falcon reveal i was like oh yeah a falcon and we're all oh yeah okay yeah. I can dig that. I can dig this. Did did you guys get really nervous in that uh, interrogation scene where he kept yeah. saying Bruce Wade? And I was like, dang, Riddler found out Batman's identity. Batman's <laughs> freaking out. I was freaking out. No, 
And then just just when he was like, "Ah, oh, it's too bad we missed him. Too bad we didn't kill him. I was like, oh, good. Riddler's not that smart. <laughs> right. Because we actually see where Batman's looking up at the security camera, making sure that he isn't being recorded because of the fact he just revealed who he was. I'm like, oh, crap. Is this, are they really going to go with this? And then we wind up finding out that tension is gone because you realize that Riddler, like, I'm like, okay, I'm good. I'm good. And then also, too, this also allows Batman to breathe a little bit, too. He goes, okay, I'm good now. I'm good. Um, I can now go into his apartment and look at other things that I have missed when I was first doing my detective work. And I, was I liked, gonna, yeah. I, I was going to say, are you, I, I really like that the average guy, just coming from a, a fellow like blue collar worker person, is like, you don't know what that is? But we, my uncle installs carpet. There's a million of them. Like, and I was just like, oh, I like that a regular person was like, hey, Batman, you don't know what that is? And he's like, and I really like that. But I'm like, oh, of all the things, of all the things, it's just like this basic tool that somebody who works on houses, whatever, would just know what that is. And it's like, and I, I did like that. I, I, I thought that was, I thought it was funny, and it worked. I, yeah, I liked how the cop was just like, oh, hey, you, you can't be in here. And Batman just looks at him, and he's like, but it, it's okay. Just, I mean, like Batman's like the cool kid with the cops, where it's just like, man, I don't not- let you. In. We don't really want to hang out with you. Because you're going to get us in trouble or something, but... We'll just, I guess you can look at these whispering. as evidence. <laughs> it's like, just I guess you can look the corner, at the evidence. Like, <laughs> I really like his relationship with the police through the whole thing, where it was either when it was fist fighting or telling them, like, hey, man, I'm trying to help you out. Like, I, I did like that. I did enjoy that. He's like, what are you going to do? Arrest me? He's like, no. <laughs> <laughs> right. Like, damn it, Batman. Fucking up my whole night. <laughs> <laughs> but can we talk about the scene where um the Riddler is in Arkham? Yeah. Yes. You guys want to go? We'll there? finish off with that. Okay, yeah. we'll finish off. I was, gonna, I was gonna say, do you guys want to go there? Yeah, I'm let's not. go there. I'm like, I'm ready to take a ride there. I went alone and there was, I don't know if I was in the right seat or not. And there was an empty seat next to me. And like three minutes in the movie, some like 17 year old kid was like crouched down. I couldn't tell if it was a small child or like a big child. And they were like, <laughs> I have no idea where my seat is. Is this open? And I'm like, I have no idea if this is my seat. Just sit down. And he's like, I was like, we'll just hang out here. And it was super funny. But when that scene came up, he like straight up like grabbed my arm a little bit. And I think he got really uncomfortable. Like I just touched a lady. What do I do? And he was like, <laughs> during the Arkham scene. And I was like, no, you're good. You're good. I'm excited too. I'm excited. I don't know what to- I'm excited to. It was so funny. And it was just like, it just, cr- he just cranked me up during that whole scene. But I was like, oh man, you guys aren't, you might not name drop it, but you're saying the Joker's here. You're saying that the Joker's mm-hmm. here. And that's, and I liked that in Arkham sell to sell thing. I really did. And I was, it was just, awesome. Here we go. It's happening. It's and happening. you know, That's the Joker. I was fanboying. I'm not going to lie. I was fanboying like nonstop at the end of that scene. Because at first I'm like, is that Two-Face? Because at first you see the scar on here. I'm like, then you hear the laugh. I'm like, okay, that's Joker. And I'm like, that's, and then I'm like, what? if he starts I'm like, laughing, that's a Joker. Right. I'm like, that's Joker. We could be totally wrong, but we know we're my mouth, my, No, 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 that's Joker. I'm just going to say it. That's Joker. My, my mouth fell open. But I think but, you're right. I think that they uh, even had him say stuff where it was like, this could be someone else until we started getting to the clown stuff. Right. It's like, I think you're absolutely right that at first they were like, who could it be? Who could it be? Who could it be? And then it's like, no way you're going there. 
Exactly. And I like how he calls him his friend because that's what the Joker was doing in the rebirth was using Riddler as a puppet without even Riddler knowing that he's being used as a puppet and everything too, because it, yeah. uh, No, I just, I, that's one of the best things about like the Joker. When I think of him as a character, it, like I said, with the Falcone, but in a different way is the Joker's charismatic, like, and especially to crazies, like Mm -hmm. he knows how to get in your head. He's like a cult leader for crazies. And it's like, Mm -hmm. I feel like we've kind of gotten away from that with, and things where it's just like i'm just nuts and it's like no that's fine i guess if you like that that's cool but it's like i like a charismatic i'm getting in your head right character in general but as a as the joker i like that even more and it's like oh no he knows he's like hannibal lecter like i'm getting i can get this person in the cell next to me to do whatever eventually because i can get in their head and i really liked that part of it where it's like oh no i'm getting to the riddler and i'm gonna get out of here (laughs) i i just i'm i'm shocked with how many villains they gave us i'm like oh my god and it was all needed it wasn't well i hate cameos for the sake of cameos or just for them being there as long as they're there to motivate the plot and i explained this last night on our disney plus show with uh with gus one of my friends i said i like cameos that just motivates the plot versus it just for the sake of being there and this one motivates the plot it's simple and they keep the plot moving. And I like that. But I'm going to go ahead and let Alex ta- uh, finish it out and everything oh, yeah. with his thoughts, too. Yeah, I, I think I'm hoping it's they're just teasing the Joker for a, a big like he's the big villain of this whole new Batman series. Like, I hope they don't use him right away because, you know, one, I'm kind of annoyed with the Joker in previous movies. Like they, they they're using him a bit too much. I'm like, no, save him, save him for the end. Let's there's so so many Batman villains that need to be in a live action film. So many that need to be redeemed. Like they kind of did it with Bane. They redeemed him from Batman and Robin in the Dark Knight Rises. I would like to see Mr. Freeze in the next one. That's what I want. Or, you know, maybe the Court of Owls, or you know, which which mentioned that. Which this movie kind of hints. Hints at not they don't mention anything about the court of owls, but like how deep the corruption is in Gotham. It's it's all run by court of owls, so that that would be an interesting thing to explore and kind of have Batman like really show off the skills of Batman against like ever growing powerful villains. Like Mister Freeze would be a big one. Have a have Bane like have Bane again, but give him the venom. You know, have him face like Clayface or Killer Croc, and then end it end this whole new batman franchise I, I with the joker. like a, a penguin v joker type thing yeah like who's gonna take gotham then and not and I, I agree with that like maybe not in the next movie but after this one i'm like i trust you guys but I, I i could see that like down the road like definitely have it be like who's gonna be the mob boss of mob bosses in gotham and mm-hmm. that that that'd be sick that'd be sick but sorry Dan. No, 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 no. I'm glad. Uh, here's the thing. I'm, I'm geeking out with you guys and hearing all your uh, theories as well. It makes me even more excited because here's the thing, Alex, too. I was My mind was going through Court of Owls as well. I'm like, are they going to touch Court of Owls? What are they going to do with this? How far does the rabbit hole actually go down when you look at the corruption of the police force? Mm-hmm. How far down do you go through the mob stuff? 
Because that's the main question is, what's the next move? And I'm also in agreement with you, though, too, Alex, where I love the Joker, don't get me wrong, but I want to take a step back and everything and let him be the main baddie for finishing something up rather than starting. Because we always see him starting something, but we never see him finishing it. Right. We don't and want, I want him to be the opening act. Right. We want Joker to be the headliner. <laughs> the, grand, the grand finale. Right. He's not an opener. He's the one who closes. And that's what I want to see. And I'm with you. I want to see Bane with his venom. But I want to see Clayface. I want to see Bat, um, the Man Bat. I want, even though I don't think that we're going to get Man Bat or anything like that, but it'd be cool to see. Because of the fact that they're going to put Man Bat in it, they're going to have to put Superman in it, which also means that de- where Matt Reeves also confirmed also that they weren't going to have any superhuman beings or anything like that in this universe. So he already confirmed it, unfortunately. But... I I'd like to see Poison Ivy in this. I would like to see other villains in this movie because of the fact DC characters are the best characters in their comic book universe when it comes down to their villains. Oh, yeah. No, and, the best pantheon of villains of anything. Batman, yeah. Batman's killing it. Yeah. Yes. I'd like to see a Gotham Sirens done by Matt Reeves now. I'm like, yes. that would be tight. I wish other things wouldn't have came out because I think you would have done that very cool. Yep. I will say though, I'm I'm disappointed that there won't be any super powered people because I just I, I love because I love how dark Batman is in this movie that I think he would be so perfect if he was paired with a happy go lucky Superman in the same universe because they would be the best of friends. Oh, I could like see super, that. Superman would just be that lovable puppy friend. It's like you're my best friend, Bruce. Bruce and Bruce is like, no, oh, get away from me. I'm yeah, it'd be like, uh, it'd be like the Oh wait. Yeah, it's <laughs> like, I, I no, you will love me. Well, I could dig that, honestly. I could. I don't like, like hugs. Yeah. <laughs> I could be asking Robert Pattinson, like, do you not want to be in a Matt Reeves one, but do you want to come over here and hang out with Henry Cavill for a little bit? Like, not in the Snyderverse, though. Like, I could see them trying to do something like that, but that would be really funny. And I would I love it. Watch that. I would watch. I would, would love like the finest. But, it would be like True Detective, but with Batman and Superman. If you had this yeah, awesome. in a happy go lucky bit and be like, I have no hope in nothing. <laughs> and I think that everyone's great. <laughs> that would be, that'd be, that'd be funny. I lost faith in humanity. I love everybody. Give me hugs. I don't want hugs. <laughs> you need a true, detective, yeah. true detective, buddy cop, yep. Batman and Superman movie. <laughs> Make it happen. We, we need a world's finest movie. <laughs> Green light. <laughs> But uh, that's about everything that I had wanted to talk about as far as the Batman goes. We both loved it. We all, all three of us love this film. This is a great film. If you're expecting an action-packed Batman movie, you're going to be disappointed. If you're expecting a Christopher Nolan kind of vibe, you're going to be dis- disappointed. If you're expecting a Sn- Zack Snyder, you're going to be disappointed. Go into this movie as if looking at a detective movie featuring Batman and also going into it, thinking of it as like a Zodiac Killer type of vibe with Saw, with the elements that we described. Because I promise you guys that you won't be let down if you go into that movie that way. But I can understand if you might be let down because of the fact that you're not used to this detective kind of thing. But that's who Batman is, and that's who he represents. He's not always going to be this one who's always brawling in your face. He's smart. He uses the detective skills. And then it leads into fighting. It's not just straight up fighting all the time. And that's something that I liked about this movie with the slow tension. And once that tension is released, it just keeps on going from there. 
And that's what they did with this movie. They slowly build on it. Matt Reeves did a good job on the last two Planet of the Apes films. I couldn't wait to figure out what he was going to do with this one. So, yeah, I'm, I'm definitely excited to see more from Matt Reeves. But uh, anyways, uh, here's my question, though. Abby, where can everybody follow you at if they want to go ahead and subscribe over to your channel and all that stuff? I know that you're, su- you're super great at what you do on your channel as well. Thank you. I don't know what I'm doing. I like I just like nerd stuff and I like to talk about it and it's a good time. But I'm at uh on YouTube it's just Motor City Nerds, uh Twitter's Motor City Nerds, and then all of my other social media is on my YouTube channel. But yeah, Motor City Nerds, that's me. And thank you for having me on again. If you guys ever just want to well, talk about Batman, I'm down to do that too, because Alex and I will be glad to come on your show, to be yeah, honest. I mean that's yes. not what I'm doing. That'd be great. <laughs> I'll ask you guys for some. I'll, I'll ask you guys for some help. Don't worry, we'll be like Batman and Superman, just showing up when you need need us. So that's fine. I can't get links to work. My email doesn't work. I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> oh yeah, I'm sorry everybody for being late. That's my fault. No, I take responsibility. You're good. You don't have to worry about that with us. You know that. Um, Alex, aside from you being on our channel and everything. Where can anybody follow you at and everything on your channel and all your other social medias? Um, you guys can follow me at A-Town Reviews on YouTube. I like to do movie reviews and TV shows sometimes when I'm feeling frisky. Uh, you can also follow me on Twitter or Instagram at A-TownAlex3. I'm just posting whatever is on my mind, usually about nerd stuff. So that's always fun. So I'm looking forward to chatting you guys up. Okay. And guys, you guys can also go on and follow me underneath Movie Lovers TV Lovers Unite on Facebook, underneath the same brand name on Instagram and on Pinterest as well. If you want to go on and get an audio only podcast of our show, you guys can get that wherever you guys get your major podcasts from. Also to go over to Good Pods. Good Pods is basically social media for podcasters and people that listen to podcasts. Great individual episodes and also to comment on individual episodes, rank us. Uh, and give us five stars if you fail to do so. If you don't, I'm going to be questioning why you didn't, and then you need to explain why you didn't. So then, of course, go on ahead and donate to us. How do you do that? That's just to keep the lights here on at Movie Lovers Unite at Movie. Just go to GoFundMe.com forward slash Movie Lovers Podcast. Donate five ten dollars that way, or you can tip us at Good Pods as well. So you can also rate us and all that stuff and tip us. So go on ahead, do all that fun stuff over there. Then, of course, you know you guys can also. Follow me on TikTok underneath Movie Lovers Unit Zero and Movie Lovers Unit on Twitter. And then, of course, if you want to reach out to me and want to be on the show or if you're a sponsor, just reach out to me at movieloversunite at gmail.com. And that's everywhere you can reach me at. And tomorrow at 4 o'clock Central Time, I'm going to be interviewing director Jason Pitts for his uh, new horror movie that he's trying to get funded for as well because he's actually got a little bit of a charity and stuff like that that he's trying to do to get his movie off the ground is called lonely echoes which is also part of his alone saga and i strongly recommend that you guys go ahead and check out that movie because there's actually the alone movie and then after that it's the masquerade movie then after that it's lonely echoes but you can also go ahead go under jason pitts on youtube and type in alone and you'll be able to find his short films that way that's where you guys can go on ahead and do. And always until next time, guys, thanks again, Abby. Thanks again, Alex, for being on the show. It's always a pleasure. And it's been fun. It's been real. And stay safe, everyone. And bye-bye.